Welcome everybody to another episode of the Diablo Warrior Post Game Show. Going with a little bit of a preview episode here. Ooh, a little feedback there. Never hurt nobody. Uh, joining me here is my buddy Jeff Shepard, man from the West Bank, the play-by-play broadcast for the Ocean Spring Greyhounds. Uh, good evening, Jeff. How's it going? I'm doing all right, Jeremy. Good to see you, buddy. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a change up here, y'all. We will stick to our normal stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about this Friday night's game, the game number numero uno of the Region 4 7A. Yeah. Yes, we said that correctly. 7A. I don't know. Get me started. And uh, the Greyhounds will host the Warriors. Um Greyhounds have uh, pounded the Warriors pretty good these last two seasons. Yep. With, uh, you know, Coach Pennick, Coach in uh, Mr. 6A football. But uh, we're diving a little deeper into that. But, uh, Jeff, how's the uh, season been for the Greyhounds so far? And uh, what what have you felt they've improved on and mm-hmm. uh, regressed on or anything like that? Yeah, Jeremy. So, um, again, thanks for having me on. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to meet Clay up at the Picayune game, and, and those guys spoke so, so highly of you. And uh they clearly don't know you, so um, I, I set the record straight as quickly as I possibly could. But uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be on and, t- and talk about the Hounds and, and Diabreville this week. Yeah, so, um, look, it was a season of change, in an off-season of change, I should say, at Ocean Springs. I mean, across the school district, you had a, a new superintendent, and then, um, you know, the athletic director retires. And then, you know, I think everybody that follows Coast Football knows that Blake Pennick uh, left Ocean Springs to go to Gulfport. So uh, they hired... Uh, Mike Lindsay from Past Christianity to be the new superintendent. They had uh, promoted Keith Carter, uh, a D'Iberville uh, native and graduate, I believe. Right, Jeremy? Uh, he, yes, you're shaking your head. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Uh, so, so Keith has been, uh, you know, a, a coach and teacher in Ocean Springs for many years, and so they made him the interim athletic director, and then they promoted him officially. And then uh, Jake Bramlett was hired, and Jake was the offensive coordinator at Ocean Springs for the last three seasons. So. There has been some consistency and continuity from a coaching standpoint and, quite honestly, from a player standpoint. Yes, Bray got a lot, and, and deservedly so, tons and tons of the headlines. Um, but a lot of the stars from the team the last couple of years, especially on the defensive side of the ball, were back for Ocean Springs this year. There was you know, some wide receiver position uh, and, and Bray and a couple of guys on the offensive line. That was kind of the question marks and how do you replace some of those guys. But we knew coming into the season that the Ocean Springs defense was going to be good. And I'll just be honest with you, Jeremy, through four games, I think they're better or five games, excuse me, I, th- I think they're better than we even anticipated that they were going to be. Um, so we start the season out on the road at Madison Central to open the campaign. Very similar football teams. I, I felt that way going into the game. I felt that way coming out. We wind up losing on a, about a 30-yard field goal, a 25-yard field goal on the last play of the game. And then the next week um, – and, and look, there was a – you know, the offense didn't play really well that game. That was the worst offensive performance of the season so far. And they've gotten better every week since then. Uh, week two, they hosted Scotlandville out of Louisiana, which is traditionally a team that makes the playoffs every year. They lost a quarterback to a D1 school last year and a couple of other really good players. And it was their first game of the season, and they just were not, you know, ready to go. And Ocean Springs had no problems. I mean, it was we were running the clock with six minutes to go in the second quarter. Uh, for an announcer, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. I'll just say that. Um, and then week three, back on the road in the Jackson Metro area, we take on Northwest Rankin. They score on the second play of the game um, and and lead and, and quite honestly played 
Ocean Springs played a very bad first quarter of football. I don't think anybody that was at that game or watched it would say anything differently. Um, but the Hounds bounced back and just chipped away and chipped away and chipped away and kind of got back to playing Ocean Springs football on both sides of the ball. And uh, they wound up getting a three-point win up at Northwest Rankin. They beat Natchez in week four. And then the game uh, two weeks ago that I think a lot of people, you know, to me that's a game around the state of Mississippi. You look and you say, okay, Picayune doesn't lose. Picayune doesn't lose at home. And Picayune doesn't lose at home by double digits. And Ocean Springs got him by 10 points. And uh, I watched majority of that game, and everything you said is correct. And I also just saw a post about the, the, the numbers of heads that have seen that game. Yeah, yeah. So um, for those that don't know, um, we stream our games at Ocean Springs uh, on osgreyhounds.live. And you were kind enough to join us last year for the South State Championship game when we lost the last second game to Brandon. It helped me out in the booth last year. It wasn't my fault. It was not your fault. No, you you, you played no plays. You're, you have no more high school eligibility. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we had about 13,000 people watch that game. And so, you know, it's a road game. We typically always have more folks watch us when we're on the road, obviously. Um, but I think it's it was a testament to – that was basically, to me, between Louisiana and Mississippi along the Gulf Coast – that's probably the best game, you know. In the, it was probably the best game in the state. Um, I think Starkville and uh, West Point, or Starkville and Louisville, were playing that that night. I can't remember who they were. I know Starkville was involved in the game. So up in the north, he had a monster game as well. And um, and look, there was the same thing that happened uh, at the Northwest Ranking game. Picayune scored a touchdown on the first play of the game. They won the first 18 seconds. Ocean Springs won the next 47 minutes and 42 seconds. And I'm, I think Jake Bramlett would take that trade. Every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Let's talk about Coach Bramlin. I, yeah. I've told you before, you know, it just sounds – he sounds like an old-school kind of guy with that deep voice, yeah, yeah. very laid back. There's mm-hmm. no there's no ebb and flow to his talk. It's just one level all the way across. Yeah, he, he – you know, it's interesting. You know, we, we do this pregame interview with him each week, and um, – I typically always try to ask some kind of off-the-wall, non-football-related question at the end of it. You know, which, what would be your favorite meal? What's the biggest animal you could kill with your own hands? Just weird stuff like that. You know, things. Yeah, I heard that one. Yeah. I heard him talk about yeah, that Yeah, you one. know, things popping. You know me. I mean, we've been friends for a long time. I, I think of weird stuff. And um, everything is hunting and fishing. It's he he would he would much rather us do of twenty minutes on hunting. You know, now the deer season's getting here. I don't know anything about deer season, so I have I would have nothing to add to the conversation other than I like to eat venison. That's really all I could say. So yeah, he is. Um, you know, he's, he's he seems you know really down to earth. You know, in all the conversations I've had with him. Um, you know, my favorite word to say on Friday nights outside of Biggersville is what. Sucker, uh, apoplectic, right? Yes, you know when yes. the coaches that, get, get. I went for the word number sure, three. I yeah. think so. You know when coaches get all worked up, I like to say, "Well, oh, they're all." I've not had just. I've not had a chance to really to say it once this year. He's just even when he goes out to go argue with the officials, it seems to be very calm, um, which is you know a, a refreshing change of pace. I'd say very business like, <laughs> very business workman like. Some might say, Jeremy. So, um, but no, uh, but again, I mean, um, I, I think. You know, elevating him from offensive coordinator to head coach and having, you know, the primary backup to Bray Hubbard the last two seasons and Dabo Berglund moving into that role. You get Will Smith back, who we can talk about in a moment. A couple of the receivers had played a little bit, but, you know, when you had guys like 
J.P. Coulter and, and Christian White and Holton White. They, those were the guys that were getting all – and McNally, the tight end. I mean, those were the guys that were soaking up all the receptions, you know. And most of those guys are playing either junior college or Division One football right I'll, now. I'll see one of the guys tomorrow night. He's been having a really good season at uh, Gulf Coast. That's right. So, um, you know, there, the, the, these younger guys that are now playing – um, wide receiver, they just didn't really have an opportunity, and that's just kind of how football works around here. But uh, I'm glad they had five games in the non-district because I feel I feel very confident in a lot of these guys. I mean, I really do. I think they've Wyatt Finley, Bryson Smith, who again I know we'll talk about, has been phenomenal. He went from being a defensive back who they work in at wide receiver to being a wide receiver who now gets worked in at defensive back. I mean, I mean, he he's. He's the guy that kind of makes this offense go. Will Smith is still very good, but Bryson Smith is the guy who, you know, is the key to this Ocean Springs offense. And obviously, Will Smith is a name that the Warriors are familiar with. That's the game he broke his leg in last year. Yeah. How has he been progressing since the uh, the injury last season? Yeah, so, you know, it wasn't even just that he broke his leg in that game. He was the number one rusher in 6A going into that game last year. And he broke that run on about broke his leg on about a thirty-five yard run down near the end zone. I mean, look, the kid uh, from Diaboville tackled him. It was a perfectly clean hit. I mean, it just he happened to land funny and you know, and break his leg. And so um, he was you know as good as you can be as a, a sophomore, you know, who breaks your leg. And so he he stuck around the team as much as he could last year. He's been fantastic. Um, he he's not the biggest dude. I, I mean, he's just very athletic. Um, and he's fast when he needs to be, and and he's he has added an element, Jeremy, to his game that I I don't really remember it being at the beginning of the season last year, and even when he played some as a freshman, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's caught some some of these teams, Madison Central. He had a couple of catches against Northwest Rankin, I believe he had a touchdown against them. So um, he he's had another element that he's added to his game, which has added another element to this Ocean Springs offense as well. So he's a he's basically a, what what would be say a three down back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and he very rarely comes off the field. Um, you've got another guy behind him, Aiden Watson, who will will follow um, who follow him up. And Aiden had an opportunity to play a lot last year after the injury. Yeah. So um, so again, he's just a, just a sophomore, but he's gotten a ton of experience as well, which I mean is you know invaluable. Is the uh, is, is Whitehead back on the? Is he play, back playing yet, or is he still sidelined at the so moment? So he has not played yet. Um, so Jeremy's asking about Sherrod Whitehead. Uh, he's uh, I believe he was number thirty-one. He was the fresh, the eighth grade and freshman team quarterback the last couple of years, and the Ocean Springs team didn't lose a football game over those years. And then he was called up, you know, at the end of the season after the ninth grade season last year. And, you know, look, they called up 10 or 12 guys. And some of them got a chance to play in some of the blowouts. Sherrod Whitehead was running back punts and kicks. He was contributing. Taking jet sweeps. I think he scored a couple of touchdowns. He had a fumble in the Oak Grove game and then made up for it a little bit later. So, I mean, he kind of ran the gamut last year. And he got hurt in the offseason. He has not dressed out yet this year. So, from what I've been told, and look, we're recording this on Wednesday. So, from what I've been told is there's a possibility that he may dress out. There's a possibility that he might play. There's a possibility he might not do any of those things. Um, it will likely be just a kind of game-time decision. I, I, I've been told he's more than likely going to be ready to play this week. He's definitely going to be ready to play this year. It just depends on how comfortable he's feeling. Um, and that is, again, 
another element of this offense that you put him out there with Bryson Smith. I mean, those are probably two of the fastest kids in South Mississippi. And I imagine that you know Bramlett's going to play that, you know, on the on the. On the easy side, I yeah. should say, just because the kid's only a sophomore, he's got That's time right. to. He's got plenty more time. He's got plenty more time. And Jeremy, you know, look, um, you and I have had many talks over the years. Recruiting is not really my big area of expertise. I don't really pay too much attention to it. Jeff's favorite, not favorite day is signing, <laughs> signing day. day. Yeah, I don't even. I don't pay no attention to it. But uh, he's got offers from everywhere already as a sophomore. I mean, he had him when he was a freshman. So, Penn State, Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I've seen things that showed him as the number one recruit in that class already as a sophomore. And I've seen it as a freshman, same thing. So, kids got it. Kids got jets. You know, I've seen him firsthand, you know, at the the, uh, Brandon game, you know. And it's just just another dimension. But I'm going to bring something back to you on that eventually. Okay. That kind of kind of goes a little bit with sure. that you'll like it but uh i'm looking at this listing of the uh mississippi alabama roster and mm-hmm. uh i want to talk, want, want you to talk a little bit about this uh talent carter talent carter so he plays number 13 he plays nose tackle for ocean springs um so you know look we're, we're getting ready for the diaberville ocean springs game two seasons ago at warrior stadium Diaberville played four centers in the game because he was laying waste across yeah. the middle of the of the Diaberville offensive line. You played quarterback. If you had to play take snaps from four centers in one game, would you think it was going well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. So, and that's basically what it was. And and that was kind of um, to me, you know. The previous coaches had talked about him in the context of, you know, he's a, he's a sophomore, he's a big kid, he's got these massive hands, he's got these paws. You know, I mean, if you get a chance to see him, you know, on Friday night, he's got really, really large hands, and he's just strong. He's just a big, strong kid. And if you block him with one dude, you're just asking for it. And, I mean, look, not every team has that as a luxury. Yeah. You, you know that. I mean, if you've got to send two offensive linemen to go after him – Somewhere else, somebody's going to be running free. And one of those guys will be Trace Carter or Eric Moore or LeVar Vaxter or some of these other guys that, I mean, have really, I mean, are, are, are unbelievably talented. I mean, we haven't even talked about Trace Carter yet. And I know we'll get to him. So, you know, but Talon Carter has just been a force of nature on the inside for the Ocean Springs defense. Um, and he caught a touchdown pass last I was gonna uh, say, two weeks I, ago. I, I watched the play, but I. Tell me what you were thinking when you were calling that play. <laughs> so, um, you know, we noticed we they kind of sent in the heavy package or the jumbo package or whatever the language is that they use, you know. So to set the tone, Ocean Springs had the lead. They were up three. Picking Union had started to uh, make a comeback. And it was fourth down at the Picking Union 18-yard line. And uh, Coach Bramlett dialed up a play and uh, Dabo, you know, dropped back. And Talon just kind of ran out uncovered. It was a very picky and route. It was kind of ironic, you know, to just have a big tight end looking guy just run unabated down the field. Correct. You know, you have seen, you've seen that many, seen many that times. Plenty of times. Absolutely. And so uh, he dumped it off to Talon, who was wide open, and he ran it into the end zone. And I so, think the I think the 
post said hashtag, hashtag thick six. Thick six is uh, which is apropos, as we should <laughs> yes. say. So, um, and and uh, I talked to coach after the game down by the buses, and by the time we got to the car, I had gotten text messages from other coaches saying, "Thick, really thick." Yeah, so so that was nice. But um, look, he did a nice job making the catch. You know. A lot of these guys, oh, they want the ball. You know, Jeremy, they, they want the ball, um, but not all of them have the hands. And, again, he's got these big, meaty paws. But, you know, he could have been batting it around like a bunny, like in swingers, yes. you know. He's, he's bears yes. with these big claws. But um, but that didn't happen. He made the catch, and it wound up being, you know, really the, the, the thing that put the nail on the coffin for Mickey Yoon. Gotcha. Uh How's the kicking game on the Greyhounds? Yeah, so this has been an interesting topic of discussion that, that uh, we have in our, our press box um, on on Friday nights. So there's been this past. So this is my 12th year of doing these Ocean Springs football games. Write that down, Curtis Rockwell. <laughs> and it, it seems that there's just this pattern of you'll have a senior kicker who is probably the best kicker in the state with Bart Edmondston and, and some of these other guys that we've had. And then you have two years of the next guy, but he's a sophomore, and then he's a junior, and then he's a senior, and he's the best kicker in the state. And then you have a sophomore and a junior. So we've got a sophomore right now. His name's, okay. his name's Peyton Williams. He's got the leg. He plays soccer. He can. I think he. I think he's good from about forty-five or fifty. They probably feel better thirty-five and in would be my guess. Um, he, he's you know he's got to like he can kick it to the end zone he you know on kickoffs he may not get it there consistently you know g- give it 18 months you know when we're previewing yes. this game next year he'll be better than he is right now well if it makes you feel better the warriors have a sophomore kicker as well yeah. he kicked a little bit last year as his freshman year right. jackson calgary so uh-huh. it'll be interesting to see the two sophomores go battle battle it out oh, there right. on the kickoff tee but uh we're gonna take a little break y'all be right back we're gonna talk a little tiny bit more about this Friday night's game, the keys to it, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about the rosters for the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game and the Bernard Blackwell Classic. Y'all stay tuned. If you're looking for that special bottle of wine for that romantic dinner, all the ingredients to make cocktails for the best party ever, or just want something cold to drink during tailgating and football season, stop by Dane's Liquor and Wines. They have many selections of fine wines and spirits, and they're located at 10394 the Iberville Boulevard, Suite 8, or give them a call at 228-207-0528. Get ready for an action-packed season with the Iberville High Warriors and David Cranning Allstate Agency, proud supporter of Iberville Warrior football. Just as the Warriors defend their turf, the David Crenning Allstate Agency is here to defend what matters most to you. Join the winning spirit this season. Swing by the David Crenning Allstate Agency to explore your insurance options tailored just for you. Or reach out at 228-300-4880. Remember, you're in good hands with David Crenning Allstate. You're talking to the Rolex wearing diamond ring wearing Kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Yeah, you tell them, Rick. Uh, back here on the Diablo Warrior post game show, talking about the uh, Ocean Springs Diablo game coming up this Friday night. Uh, Shep, what do you expect, first of all, in the game, and what do you think the keys are to winning? 
keys to this game for the Greyhounds. All right, if you're listening to this game uh, on Thursday, I would get in the car and start heading to Ocean Springs now because cruising the coast is uh, it's a little hectic this week, Jeremy. Yes, and I, I, I on the way here, I ran in. I was going to come down uh, MLK and. The traffic was there, and then the train was there. It was uh-huh. like a double whammy. Yeah, so yeah. remember, there is a train right next to the stadium, folks. Don't That's forget the, about that. That is exactly right. So, um, look, the key for the Ocean Springs team all season has been um, turnovers. They had a couple in the Madison Central game, just a couple fumbles. And if the defense can you know, convert or uh, st- uh, create some, they've been really good. They've been Especially some of the the bigger win. It's kind of hard. I mean, I kind of break this the preseason up into the three big games of the, against you know the seven eight schools and and Picayune, and then the Scotlandville and, and the Natchez games that were never really in doubt. Um, I, I mean, Ocean Springs just they can they controlled the tempo. I will say this: uh, Tracy Lampley is the offensive coordinator now for Ocean Springs. He played at Wayne County. He played at Southern Miss as a wide receiver. He's tell, been, Tell him that we got to connect when you come. He needs right. to come over here and right. hang out with he us does. one day. He's done it before. He needs to do it again. But uh, he, he, I think they did a really, really good job in the Picayune game. Of they, they called a really good game, Jeremy. I mean, it was a, it was smart play calls. They, they play with tempo. They don't play a tempo the entire game. They play a tempo when they kind of feel like they want to, you know, pick things up. They called. A really good game, and the players executed the plays that were in front of them. They didn't really go for anything stupid. If ten yards was there, they took ten yards. They didn't really try to stretch the ball out, and maybe you fumble, or you know, you look upfield before you make the catch. I mean, they just played a crisp, clean football game. And quite honestly, I don't know which teams in the state of Mississippi would have beat them that night. I mean, mm. I mean, if you're going to be picking like that over there, you know the kind of performance you need to go over there and go win a football game, and that's exactly what Ocean Springs did. So I the, don't know the last time that that has happened. At Picayune, yeah, it's been, it's been probably four or five each seasons at least. Yeah, I mean it was twenty nine games since they lost just overall, and you know two wins over West Point in the state championship. And West Point to me is now the standard program in the state of Mississippi, without a doubt. You know, I mean they got all the gold balls, and so and they'll. I mean they stayed I think in five A, so they're probably going to win the next like ten <laughs> would be my guess. You know, um, I mean at least Picayune moved up to six, but yeah. uh, but anyway, so. Uh, I, I think again, the Ocean Springs needs to try to you know just stay in the offensive game plan. They don't. They're, they're not a oh we're going to throw the ball sixty yards downfield type situation. I mean they they control the clock, they control the possession, and then they get their defense out. I mean, the, um, the way Coach Bramlett has described it in our discussions, Jeremy is the offense is just like if you had to take their pulse, it's just a flat line. You know, it's just Ber- Will Berglund, his nickname's Dabo, very smooth, doesn't no, really lose no it. No up and down. No up and down. You, the defense, they're over there. They're fighting each other. They're up and down. I mean, they're dogs. You know, they're, they're going after it. And so that's – I mean, quite honestly, that's kind of the mix that you want, right, in, yeah. in football, you know. If you want the dogs, you want them on – you either want them on defense or on the offensive line. That's Those right. are the only and, spots. And that's, that's what Ocean Springs has right now. They've got – look – They've got size. Those these last couple of seasons, Ocean Springs has had the, the thing that has been missing in this program in the years that I've been around it, even before I called the games for Ocean Springs, was the offensive line. You know, you go play Pedal, you go play Oak Grove, you go play Brandon. You know, you're playing six dudes that are six three, six four, six five across the line. Big fellas. Ocean Springs now has a line and has had a line that's been like that for the last couple of seasons, and not. I mean. 
Bray gets all the help. But you know better than anybody else. I mean, that's where it all starts. The and only it, and good is what's in front of you. That's right. And I, and I really think that's been just a key to the success that they've had the last couple of seasons. Well, on our side of the ball, I'll put it to you this way. It's the same things I've been saying all year. Number one, we got to tackle because we've had issues in all five games of tackling at times. Number two, I'd like to see them pass the ball a little bit to open up the running game because I don't want them to rely too much on the running game because it will get it will get ate up at times if it's too 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 you know too too obvious I should yeah. say. But uh, this last game against Wayne County, Coach Ladner did a good job of manipulating situations and gaining gaining the numbers advantages by different lineups and uh, setups. So. Hopefully that'll continue, but uh, you know I think it, the turnover is going to be huge because both teams sounds like hasn't been able hasn't been having too many turnovers. No, no, it just really hasn't had a lot at all. So uh, that's what I'm. I, I think it'll be a really good game. I'm expecting it to be a really good game. You know, uh, Warriors are still a very young team. You know, a lot of guys who haven't seen the field that often. But uh, the thing I was going to bring back to you. I don't know if you noticed it when I sent you that roster. Did you look at it? Uh, I looked at it just a hair. Not this roster. The the, yeah. our, the warrior Those, roster. The warrior roster. Yes. Um, there's a there's a name on that roster that you haven't seen for a couple of years. Who's got two brothers in the oh. D one? Yeah. So you, you how gonna, much does he play? He he just played his first game last week against Wayne County. He okay. scored a seventy yard seventy five yard touchdown run at the tail end. The last score of the game. Oh, that, look at me! I'm shocked. So. Uh, you know, Jordan Wallies, who we're talking about, a.k.a. Champ. Uh, I've been waiting on him since he was in the eighth grade, so yeah. uh, I'm curious to see how that goes. But it'll be real curious to see if we, we got a chance to see him and Whitehead on the field at the same time. Yeah, Whitehead. probably two, two of the faster kids on the coast, yeah. I would imagine. Look, you know, um, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, yes, I mean, I'm – I'm, I'm glad T. Hopfield's got another Wally. I hope he's a star every other week of the season. I just, you know, I hope we can contain yes. we can contain him this week. You know, um, we we mentioned Bryson Smith and how good he's been, and and uh, I want I do want to mention two other guys on the Ocean Springs defense: uh, Christian Dillard and Christian Bingham. Uh, one's a linebacker, one's in, plays in the secondary. In each of the last, uh, well, the, the the Natchez game and the Northwest Ranking game, in each of those games, both of them had interceptions. Okay, so that's four turnovers right there yes. you know, that they created in the Northwest ranking game. Jeremy um, Bingham, Christian Bingham, the, from the linebacker position, jumped a slant route and went horizontal to the ground and intercepted the pass. He didn't just bat it down. He yeah. And and I, you know, I've had been jokingly saying, you know, I. I I saw Austin Williams make a play his senior year at Ocean Springs. Captain America. Captain America. Yes. Um, you know who he's been in. He's been in Starkville. You know longer than James Stark. I think was in Starkville. But you know he he was up there for six or seven years with all the pandemic. But he made a play against Hammond many years ago. He outran the entire defense ninety yards. And I said, well, that's pro that was the most you know athletic Ocean Springs play I'd, I'd seen a, a Greyhound make. And then Bray Hubbard comes in, and so now you know all ten of those are you know now Bray or whatever. Yeah. Christian Bingham, that play, it, it moved up the list. I mean, it was a phenomenal play. Um, and so there are some playmakers, you know, that don't get all the headlines on this defense with the Carters and Eric Moore and LeVar Baxter. I mean, those four guys are, like, around the football on every single play. But they've got solid play in the defense. And, look, 
you can you know you can get away if your corners aren't phenomenal if you've got such a dominant front seven yes. and Ocean Springs corners they're 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 fine they're just they're they're great I mean they're you know they're going to do their job they're not getting smoked you always know? always feel like if you can get pressure out of your front four without yeah. having a blitz yeah then you got a shot that's right so uh, but moving on to the uh, Mississippi All Star game and the Bernard Blackwell game I'm we're just going to talk about the we're just going to talk about the local folks. Uh, we're going to talk about just the local players here in the Southern Six, y'all. That's the ones we got pulled up. We're going to, uh, you know, starting with uh, we got Zarian Brown out of Beha, Kyle McClendon out of Gulfport, Tylen Carter, Talon Carter out of Ocean Springs, Amarion Tyson out of Picayune, Jamonta Waller out of Picayune, Noriel White out of St. Martin, and Chris Davis out of Picayune. So we'll talk about the ones that we've seen and the ones that you know what we what we've seen firsthand and what we've seen watching them. Um, Obviously, you know, we talked about Talon Carter at the defense position. Is that listed right, or is that Trace Carter? Uh, that's Talon as the defensive Ta- lineman. Okay. Trace, I believe, is going to be in the Bernard Blackwell game. Okay. You know, I, we both y- – y'all played picking in as well, so yeah, you, you that- saw Waller. We didn't see Chris Davis. He did not dress out against us, so I didn't get an opportunity to see him play. Um, with Waller, I mean, I'll just be honest with you. When I talked about the game plan that Ocean Springs called, they didn't run away from Waller. They basically threw around him. It was everything was in the shotgun. Berglund had the ball in his hand for three seconds at the minute. They had no opportunity. He got one sack in the first half, one sack in the second half. He might have had a couple of other tackles. He wound up having to play a bunch of offense, and he was gassed at the end of the game. And so yeah, they, did I, a, they did a wonderful job isolating I, him and taking him I out of the game. I saw him when he came in there late, I guess it was mid-third quarter, and he started playing a little bit of uh, receiver, tight yeah. end, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But uh, – you know that's a five-star kid going to Florida, so he's a bad dude. But the Ty- Marion Tyson is the one that man. He's just a, he's he a in, smaller guy, yeah, playing that linebacker position. But he is just a guy I knows for the football, and he's just all over the place. Yep, he killed us last season. This year, it was kind of a little bit of both. But uh, those two guys are. Uh, for real, you know Tyson. I just hope he gets him a look. Just he's a short guy. Most of them colleges mm-hmm. takes time for him to get to. But Davis going to Stanford, he's more. He's not as big as Dowdell, but he is a little bit faster than Dowdell, and not as big as Dowdell. Yeah. If, if that's anything, but uh, I got gotcha. you. Noriel White. I mean, he's a catching machine. They got him out of the quarterback spot, and re- he's as a receiver now. So they got they got a kid getting to him, but. Like I've said on on another show, St. Martin's got to they got to get a defense that stops people. You yeah. Can't. And uh, so far as the uh, I'm gonna start at the top of the list here. Dylan Moran, the Hancock quarterback. This is Bernard Blackwell list we're talking about, folks. Dylan Moran's a big kid, Hancock. We've seen him up previously up until this year. We won't see him this year, but I think the kids been working with Wyatt Davis. You know the 601 QB guru. Mm-hmm, right. Um, but Moran's a big kid, solid kid, can make the throw. I think Hancock's going to get Picayune fits in that uh, Region 4, 6A just because of the offense they run and things like that and moving it around. Um, trying to see. Uh, we saw Nikise Ratcliffe. He's he's played in place of Chris Davis in the Picayune game, and he was fantastic. He scored a couple of touchdowns against us. and. We got a few uh, we'll a see on runner. here. A few on the, we'll see it later. Prince Cottonham, Damon Felder, the Gutport DBs, uh, 
Cottenham, I want to say, I feel like he plays receiver slightly, though. Tristan Fortenberry, we'd, I did see him uh, two, two, three weeks ago. He's a big line, lineman for Pascagoula that uh, does a really good job. But, you know, we're going to get down to the bottom. Uh, these these last three are specific. I'm going to start with Jeff Hop, Jeffrey Hopgood from Hancock. He's a long linebacker, and he, I believe he plays a little bit of fullback for Hancock there. You know, I played against his dad in high school who yeah. eventually moved on to play at Southern Miss, uh, Jeff Hopgood. He's been coaching forever. Yeah, he's a great dude. But his son's – you know, it's it, that's one of them things where the kid – is good and you know he's got dad he's got dad's genes athletic genes but he didn't get at dad's athletic height. size yeah his height right yeah, so Jeff, a big jeffrey's guy. about five seven five eight you know and but he's a he's a heady kid plays real good he's he play, i've seen him in baseball as well but uh trace carter eric moore you know moore has been getting both of those been getting plenty of offers so uh yeah so trace plays you know, technically, I think he's an outside linebacker. He he kind of almost lines up as like a defensive end slash outside linebacker. And Jeremy, I mean, I mean, look, I'll put it to you this way: they run a segment in in Ocean Springs football practice each week. You know, good on good, the ones versus the ones. And Jake Bramlett never runs the ball at Trace Carter. That's all he needs to know. He's like, why would I try to do this? He draws everything to the other side of the field. But that's where Eric Moore sits, and Eric Moore plays more kind of inside linebacker. Um, he's, I mean, he's very fast and he's really quick. Really, never afraid to kind of put his head into some, you know, into a ball carrier's gut and try to knock the football loose. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The the, the front four, the front seven, with however you want to counter for Ocean Springs, they're just they have an opportunity every game to dominate, and that's what they have done for the majority of the last, you know, like three seasons. Uh, what do you what do you think about this listing of uh, coaches that we have for the Bernard Blackwell game? We got Ocean Springs uh, slash former Ocean Springs head coach Blake Pinnock is going to be the head coach for the South, along with assistants Cody Stogmer, Neil Lawler, and Zach Green. Yeah, so, I mean that's some of the you know best head coaches down here in South Mississippi right now. So I mean uh, that's that's a good squad. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna talk, we're gonna come back in just a minute, y'all. We're gonna talk a little bit about what what we expect from the four region four seven a uh, group, and then we're gonna have a little fun and venture on back to one of our favorite shows and do a little comparison. And uh, but just stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Hey, did you know that Mississippi Coast Auto Brokers is the fastest growing dealership on the coast? They have been serving the Gulf Coast for almost a decade with quality pre-owned vehicles. Their customer service starts when you drive into the lot and continues long after the sale is final. They have financing options that are guaranteed to get you into a vehicle that fits your needs and a price that fits your budget. They have two locations to serve you at 10276 Rodriguez Street in Diaberville. And that phone number is 228-641-4798. Also, 11477 Highway 49 in Gulfport. And that phone number is 228 875 5556. Just remember good credit, bad credit, or funky credit, you're always approved at Mississippi Coast Auto Brokers. Hockey fans, Seawolves Action is back at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum November 18th. Head to our website, MississippiSeawolves.com, or call our office today, 228 999 8333. If you're looking for that cool Seawolves merch, Head to SeawolvesMerch.com and check out our online store today offering great merchandise deals. 
Thank you to the Talking Ball Podcast, official partners of the Mississippi Seawolves. The Next Level Performing Arts Studio is celebrating 20 years of excellence in performing arts education. Founded in 2004 by the Iberville alumni Jennifer Crone Densing, TNL offers dance, music, after school arts programs, and more. Register now to be a part of their 20th anniversary season. Classes are open to girls and boys ages 2 and up, and beginners are always welcome. Find them on Facebook or give them a call at 396 2901 and take your performance to the next level. Welcome, everybody, back to the Diver Award post game show here on Talking Ball, y'all. Uh, Jeff, uh, what are your thoughts going into this Region 4 7A? What do you expect out of the the group and uh how do you think it'll eventually shake out on your opinion in yeah. your opinion so you know look let's just take it after five weeks of play or whatever right now so i think ocean springs will be the favorite i mean they've got you know two wins over or uh, uh, one win over a 7a school a one second you know one point last second loss to a 7a school and a win over the two-time defending 5a state champ so i mean I, i'm just looking at it like that I think the um, uh, Harrison Central and then Gulfport are probably the next two teams. I, again, I'm 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 going by what I see, you know, Friday nights and and some highlight things. I you know I don't have the time to yes. go back and stream seven games and do all you know. So, you know, I I, I you know I kind of have an idea. Gulfport's you know what their offense is going to look like, and you know their defense should be pretty good. Harrison Central's kind of surprised me with some of their results. So. Right now, those two seem to be right next, and then Diaberville and Biloxi, I think, will you know fight it out over the fourth playoff spot. So, um, you know, Diaberville's got two wins in a row against Pascagoula and Wayne County. You know, Biloxi got a couple of wins at the beginning of the season, but it was against some smaller competition that they usually beat up on, and then you know have some problems. So, I mean, right now, if I had to handicap it, I'd probably say you know. Uh, Ocean Springs, Gulfport, Harrison Central, Diaberville would be my picks going into this week. Going in this week to start the district. Uh, in my opinion, I feel like top two. I feel like are fairly. I think they're fairly almost locked in. You know, I hate to say that ahead of time, but I think it's Ocean Springs and Gulfport. I've kind of flip flopped there, but as the season has went on, um, I'm certain with Ocean Springs and Gulfport. Um, I think the other two spots is just going to. It's basically up between those last four, and it's which one's going to get the two first, yeah, two wins two first. Wins first, that's right. And hopefully those two wins are against two of the teams that are below them. So <laughs> um, I think the Warriors got a chance. I hope they're continuing to prove, improve as they have over these last two games. But, uh, you know, we're just going to have to – we're starting out with – Ocean Springs, then Gulfport right off the bat. So we're going to get an yeah. idea of where we sit right immediately. Look, I, I think um, it has to be noted about the schedule change this year. I mean, we've got Biloxi and Gulfport playing in week one of the yes. district. That's just stupid. Well, I'll, I'll – It's just stupid. I'll take the blame and say that's probably – I think that's on our end, I believe, because of the fact that, you know, and I, as much as I hate to say this because some, some of the older folks may disagree with me, but – the Ocean Springs game and the Biloxi game is a bigger rivalry than the St. Martin game. I just yeah. have to say that. It's, and, we, yeah, that Diaberville-St. Martin game is a geographic rival, but yes. it's not a real rivalry if you – If the other team doesn't win. Ever. So – Right. 
right now, our, it's, it's, no, it's Notre Dame Navy level of you know domination from the nineteen what sixties to what about twenty sixteen? Yeah, you know. And no, I've always so, I've always said it. I think I'm I just turned forty six, and I think I've only seen it five times in my lifetime. So, and you were probably little tiny one, and you don't even may not even remember. There was some two, of them. there was two of them. I, I was in, I was playing during one. And then I think I've seen two of two more since then since I played. So there was two of them probably early seven, we went late seventies. We went to high school in the nineteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's what I think the shakeout ended up coming. So we play Biloxi last game now. Yeah, y'all got St. Martin Saint last Martin game. Last, so no. it's kind of yeah. a little bit different. Um, you know, I don't know. And then of course that puts Harris Essential playing Gulfport in the last game. So. It's rivalry games to finish. It's just a little bit different than what we used to see. In Not obviously. the one that everyone is most used to in South Mississippi no. with Gulfport and Bluffs. And this, Gulfport, this yeah. is the hundredth year that they're playing the game, and it's going to be the first game of the season. Yeah, I mean, the first so, game of the district. So it's just odd. I mean, look, it, you know, we can't control it. We just have to play by these stupid rules. It's uh, like I said, we'll take the blame on that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna come into uh, our next segment, and we'll talk about. Uh, what we're you know what we were talking about with what with blaming us so uh <laughs> I, I cast no blame jeremy if you walk through the garden you better watch your back but i beg your pardon yes folks if you know us you know what movie, what show that song is from? That is from season one of The Wire. You know, Jeff and I. Here's the breakdown of how it started. <laughs> I used to listen to Tommy D and Matt Siegel when they had this show on uh, talk radio here locally, and uh, those two would always bring it up. Siegel was the first one to bring it up, and Tommy brought it up. So, right. right. This was back when. You could rent the mo- you could get the disc in the mail from Netflix. That's right. And I started watching it, so I burned right on through it, and it was awesome. And then Jeff kept hearing me talk about it, and some other folks just continue to talk about it, talk about what. Well, next thing I know, he's watching it, and I think since that he's watched it another two times. Oh, I, at a minimum. At least. I, if I don't watch it every year, I'll watch it every other year, every eighteen months at a minimum. It's uh, it's it's. Look, it started in 1999, I believe, and it was done in 0506 and it's uh it's still one of the best television shows that's ever been put together. So, we're going to go back and uh kind of do a little comparison of of the teams here in in the Southern 6 and we're going to go back and forth between me and Jeff and Look, I, I made some notes, I don't, you know, uh just between schools and some characters and some comments on the show. Uh so, you know, you said you wanted to do our, our schools first, right? Yes, you go first with yours. All right, so look, per the usual, I'm, I, I don't do anything easily or anything that you asked me to. So uh, I had three choices for Ocean Springs. So okay. We don't have to cross them all off the list. But look, I mean, for the time and the place right now, you got to go with Omar. And you come at the King, you best not miss. I mean, okay. they, they've been the best. You know, Ocean Springs and Picayune have been the two best programs in South Mississippi. If you want to go the 
coast coast it's it's been ocean springs and uh as former ocean springs defensive coordinator uh, zach green said uh, the new kings of the coast uh he referred to ocean springs a couple years ago then you got to talk you know stringer bell we don't have to dream anymore you know when, when my wife went to ocean springs high school jeremy they won four games in four years when Jacob Dykes, my broadcast partner, played, I think same thing. He was he was there right around the same time. Two years later, they're in the state championship. But you know, it just hadn't been very good. But they don't have to dream anymore right now. They're they're really really good. Here's the other one. Tommy Carcetti, the mayor, the mayor who goes on to be the governor. He he was uh, not a main character. Carcetti for in mayor the, in the first couple of seasons, kind of like Ocean Springs had been previous to about three years ago. They were not a main character. In region uh, seven four A or four whatever four six A whatever it was you know, um, and then then they just started moving up and moving up and moving up. So uh, that's that's who I went with for Ocean Springs there. All right, well I'm gonna kind of kind of come at it at the same way and th- like we can't pick the same people. I'm gonna say that the Iraville is Omar a little. Lesson here, baby. You come at the king, you best not miss. Yeah, that's right, Omar. Omar, you tell him. And the reason why I say that the Iberville is Omar is because Omar on the show used to rob drug dealers <laughs> and take basically take things from them. That's right. Yeah, uh, there's plenty of things we've taken from a lot of these schools on here on the coast. So <laughs> that's why I'm going with Omar for the Iberville and. Uh, Let's go with the second one. The well, next, next. I'm gonna. What do you want to take next? You want to take a, 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 a character? I want to just say for Diarville, who I picked, Bunny Colvin, because <laughs> Diarville's they've been in the game and they're old school for a long time. I'll take Bunny Colvin. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, you want you want a character next, or you want to sure, go with a? Uh, I'm gonna do a character. All right. And this is just strictly on um, genetics. Okay. Jimmy McNulty. Yes. St. Patrick fighting Irish. Of course, of course. I mean, he liked to go to that Irish bar that he That's liked. Right. So He liked all the bars, but he liked specifically, yeah. Let me see. Uh, I got uh, Felicia Snoop Pearson. Oh, man, she was, okay. she was, whew. She did something with that nail gun on yeah, that. That's right. That's when right. she went home. It was hardcore. Har- home Depot or whatever. It was a hardcore right. yeah. uh-huh. hardware store, but... Uh, I'm going to go and say that that is the Moss Point Tigers. Oh, that's interesting. So for Moss Point, I went with smooth Lester Cool, Lester Freeman. Oh, Lester Freeman and his miniature. They have seen his, it. They his have miniature seen, furniture. That's right. Moss Point has seen it all. And they have been, uh, you know, in, in they were... They had a great history like Lester did at the beginning of his career, and then they've kind of been on the wayside the last couple of years. But don't don't... If they need to step up and solve a case like Lester, they could do it. Okay, I'm going to give you a, a character. I want you to try to find a team that matches this. Senator Clay Davis. We can't <laughs> well, say his line that he say says, his but line. Senator Clay Davis. If you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Uh, that might be like uh, Harrison Central or something like that, you know. Um, th- yeah, i tell you why I say that. You know, they got the athletes every year. I mean, I always feel like they should be better. I mean, their res- their records should be better. Every yeah. year I feel like, man, 
they're going to win two playoff games this year. And just it just doesn't ever really happen for them. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – give me give me one that you think of, Shep. Give me a character. Well, I put um, – all right, this is a deep pull for you. Ready? Yes. So Pearl River Central? Yes. All right, I did Wallace's aunt in Pearl in, uh, Prince George's County that he goes to stay with yes. in season one out yes. in the country. That's just Pearl River. they just way out in the country. I think we could also go with uh, – yeah, I'm gonna go a different route and say Pearl River Central. They could be Ziggy Sabaka, <laughs> you know, just uh, Ziggy hat. And of course, I don't know how many princesses are running around. That's right. That's you know, right. some any transans are running around in PRC, we, but we can, Ziggy drove the prince princes. We, we can keep it in PRC. I got Picayune as Prop Joe Stewart. You look the part, you beat the part. Oh, yeah. Picayune Pro- looks like a college football team, and they play like a college football 100, team. 110%. Uh, Popperville. Let's go with Popperville. Uh, I think Popperville, you could also say Popperville is uh, Marlo Stanfield. Yeah. I mean, my name is my name. And, so, and, they, and those guys and have been, been the new kids on the block the last couple of years. I without mean, a doubt. They I played mean, for a couple of state championships and have been very good. You're right. I got uh, – so I have Gulfport down as Avon Barksdale. Oh. They were the big dog. Hey, Prop Joe, why are you wearing a suit? It's 85 <laughs> degrees <laughs> out here. Who do you think you are, Pat Riley? That's right. And then uh, just completely to mess with our friend Justin Sutton, I've got Long Beach as uh, Roland Prez, Prez Belusky for a wide variety of comical reasons. Hey, Justin Sutton, you may not have watched The Wire, but – you know, Prez at one time in one episode, he actually shot himself in the foot. <laughs> if that helps you out any, okay? Look, I got the uh, – here's who I have for Hancock. I got them as Herc. Oh, yeah, Herc. They were – Herc and Carver, they started out problems. There's nothing going their way on the force. Nope. Trying to become a sergeant. They lose the, they lose the drugs in the back of the car. They finally find it. Well, Hancock stays in 6A. They don't have to come up, and they don't have to play – Gulfport anymore. They don't have to play Ocean Springs anymore. Nope. So they're not. So they're 5-0. and oh. Next thing you know, Herc is on the mayor's detail, and then he's working for Levi, the lawyer, at the yeah. end of the game. He moved into a better situation. Correct. And uh, let's see. We're going to go... Uh, I got an Eastern European themed one. You want one? Yes. Between Croatia and Poland. Stan Valchek is Biloxi. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Valchek, that was a mean Polish major that they had, and boy, he would he he find he wanted to be the commissioner. Yes, yes, but uh, that was uh, my last one, Jeremy. How was he? He was Presbolewski's what? Father-in-law. Father-in-law. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My last one that I have down and wasn't on your list of characters that I wrote. Number thirty-six, Frank Sabatka. I had I hadn't seen it. I just didn't write it. That's Saint Martin. Because they're mixed up in something they shouldn't be involved in. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, one of the ones that come up, uh, Slim Charles, okay? <laughs> Slim Charles, at one point, I, th- I think he was talking in, uh, when they were in the funeral home, having mm-hmm. a meeting, I yeah. think. And uh, it wasn't Slim Charles that said it. It was actually Poot that said it when he said, do the chair know we're going to look like a bunch of blanks? <laughs> Uh, Slim Charles was right there talking a little bit too. Uh, 
Slim Charles, I'm going to go on a wide stretch. That's That may be George County. Yeah. I you know, see, yeah. He's just there. They're kind of quiet, but they're taking care of business, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Business-like. Let's see. The one that's sneaky, that could be uh, Michael Lee. One of the kids there that started, ep- what was that, season four when mm-hmm. the kids started coming in? That's right. Uh, Wes Harrison could be Michael Lee just because he's kind of sneaky, but they – they getting after it and taking care of business. Uh, you know, there's just so many characters here. You got a D'Angelo Barksdale that you could think of off of that list? Well. Or better yet, Wallace. What about Wallace? We got a Wallace yeah, on there? Yeah, I was, I was Where thinking. the hell's Wallace? <laughs> yeah, those two kind of go together, D'Angelo and Wallace. Yes. No, uh, I don't know, man. I'd have to, I'd have to really kind of put my thinking cap on for that one. Okay, so you gave me a McNulty. Give me a, a Bunk Moreland. What about Bunk Moreland? <laughs> the Bunk. Yeah, that one might have to be Gaucher. Um, is maybe what I'm thinking there. You know, tons of athletes can mix it up. I think I'm gonna. I think I may reroute and go away from my Moss Point and. Uh, pick earlier and i may move moss point into uh bubbles they may be bubbles <laughs> but uh we're getting a little deep in the weeds but that's the wire folks if you haven't seen it go watch it it's a great show uh you know i always say sopranos and the wire those are probably my two favorite shows that have been on hbo but there's a heck i could name five or six more that are really good deadwood's another one that's pretty good um but Shep, i appreciate the time man uh Give everybody the breakdown. I know you said it earlier, but give them the breakdown on yeah. how they can catch the broadcast for the Greyhounds and the Warriors Friday yeah, man. night. Again, if, th- they, if they don't want to watch our Sure, feed. yeah. I mean, again, thanks for having me on. I, I always appreciate the time to hang out with you, whether it's you know football-related or just a regular Saturday afternoon. But, um, yeah, so you can catch us on the radio, uh, Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast, 103.1 FM, or you can get us at osgreyhounds.live. Um, you can stream us there. If you have a Roku, you can. There's an Ocean Springs channel that you can download and put it on your TV, and you can watch it right on your smart TV if you've got a Roku. So um, that is uh, what my father does in Baton Rouge every Friday night. He sits outside. Shout out, Papa T. <laughs> he sits out. Uh, he's he's planning on coming to a game this year. Uh, he didn't want to get caught up in all the cruising traffic, and I said, "Well, I'd I'd come to the Gulfport game if I were you." <laughs> yeah. Yes. Most definitely. Also, want to shout out another another friend of. Uh, a friend of mine now through Jeff that tunes into Jeff's games and uh, you know he gave me some good information when I was over in Kennebra. Uh Mr. Chris Drews I appreciate you and, and thanks for everything and nice have have a good uh, Friday night here Drews catching those Springs Diarville game but uh, you know Diarville is going to be on the Facebook page the Diarville Warrior Booster Club page we will be showing video this Friday night and then I will be doing a post game show uh after that, talking about the game, hopefully, a, hopefully a Diarville win. You know, well, I hate to yeah, say that we'll to see. you, Jeff, but you well, know. it's okay. You can, look, it's America. You can say whatever you want. But uh, and, and all joking aside, I, I will say, you know, if you if you are listening to this on Thursday, I mean, do plan on traveling over early. You know, Diarville and Ocean Springs not far away from each other, but with all the cruising traffic, just you know, don't get in a rush. And we've already seen several accidents this week, more than we yes, typically yes. have in South Mississippi. So let's just play it smart out there, folks. And uh, and just to fit, close it out, I uh, want to send a special. Shout out, and I'll look. I'll look to see you Friday night to uh, Shane Trosclair, Michael Collins, um, uh, Keith Carter. That's right. Yeah, Ernie Labattard. Uh huh. 
and any of the other folks that I know that's over there. So be ready. Matthew Goff be in the in the crowd. He may wear his warrior letterman jacket. I doubt it. Yeah. But he's he does pull it out this week just to aggravate his daughters because they go to Ocean Springs. But uh well, what's the point of having daughters if you can't aggravate them? Exactly. With hundred percent. But uh I appreciate the ship. It was a good time. Uh thanks for tuning in to the Diary Warrior Post Game Show, the preview episode here versus Ocean Springs Greyhound on Talking Ball Y'all guys. Thank you and we'll catch you on Friday night.